Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. We're joined now by the former Deputy Prime Minister of Canada and a Hamilton East Member of Parliament, Sheila Copps, who had a, her own experiences with Mr. Mulroney as Prime Minister and had a great deal of parliamentary experience and uh, was part of what was then known as the Rat Pack. Well, before that, when she was a young Member, member of Parliament, and they, the Rat Pack was very, very challenging of issues. But it was different. At least in my view, it was different to what we see today. Sheila, thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks for inviting me. Uh-oh, that's, that line's not the best. Um, did you call the, which number? Did you, did you call the number that I highlighted, Tom? Uh, Sheila, we're... Can, I, can go, I can go on another phone. Yeah, let's try that, please. Do you want me to hang up? Yeah, we'll call, you, we'll call you back. Can we call hang you back on the other number? Call me back on the same line, but just um, okay. I'll be closer to the center of the thing. All right, all right. So please just hang up, and we will call call you back. Sheila Copps, the former deputy prime minister of this country and a Hamilton East member of parliament who had, as I said, experiences with uh, Prime Minister Mulroney as they sat across the aisle with each other. In fact, during the 1993 election campaign, Sheila Copps and uh, Jean Chrétien came into the studio, and they sat with me for an hour. And um, Mr. Kretchen was uh, alternatively combative and uh, and entertaining, but he was determined to win the election, which of course he did in spectacular style. Have you been able to reconnect with Sheila? Well, don't keep her in conversation. It's a, I need to talk to her. Thank you, Tommy. Appreciate it. Okay, we're back. Sheila Copps is back with us, former Deputy Prime Minister of Canada. When, when Sheila, when you first heard of the passing of Mr. Mulroney, what, what, what thoughts did you have? Well, I think like the rest of us, I was kind of shocked because you always assume that uh, people are going to live forever. And I, I did know that he was not well, um, but he had a couple of other previous uh, health scares and he kind of struggled through them. So I figured this was just another one. But mm-hmm. I did know that he was not good because I was in touch with him a couple of months ago on a file. And uh, it, I, like I said, I expected him to pull through it because he is a fighter, was a fighter, and uh, and always managed in the past when he had his other health scares to, to get beyond them. We, we've heard from uh, various people who knew the prime minister well, and you did it, you knew him well as well, uh, that he was a he was a political opponent of conviction, but he was also a, a good human being, that if somebody was in trouble, somebody had a difficult time in their lives, Brian Mulroney would be on the phone to you in an, in, in an instant. Oh, absolutely. I think that's quite true. And I think it, it showed, if you go back to the period before he left politics, after nine years, it's hard for anybody to be popular. And when he was down in the teens in terms of his caucus, he was completely solidly backed because he had friendships that he had built over the years with every single one of his caucus members. And they weren't just about power and politics. They were genuine friendships that, uh, that actually endured beyond. I actually fought him in the house of commons. You mentioned earlier the rat pack and certainly in the house, we were 
mortal uh, opponents. But even when I left politics, I could call him on any issue and he'd pick up the phone and he'd say hello to my husband, say hello to Danelle, and even knew how to pronounce her name, which is not <laughs> common. And was always very personable and uh, you always felt like um, he's somebody that you could count on. And he had fantastic people skills. That was obvious from the beginning to the end of his career and then beyond in terms of uh, his business life. Mm -hmm. A more civil time in politics uh, when when you and and uh, and Mr. Chrétien could engage in uh, in across the aisle combat, and at the same time later on try to work out something that would be beneficial to the country. Well, as Mr. Chrétien mentioned, we did work also on the referendum, and when Lucien Bouchard broke away from the Conservatives to form the Bloc Québécois, mm -hmm. that was a bit of glue for the Liberals and the Conservatives to work together on on trying to uh, resolve the constitutional crisis. So we did work together. Um, that being said, I think the times were also different because we had a we had a literal 24-hour news cycle. There was lots of time for the dust to settle, for people to reflect and move on. But nowadays, I think with social media and with the um, sort of... The, the fact that everybody is a, an anonymous critic in many ways, I think the atmosphere of politics has gotten a lot uglier, and it's it is a lot more personal. It's not um, necessarily driven by the issues, but it's more driven by um, the seeming um, hatred for the personalities. What would you say, Brian Mulroney's major contributions to Canada were? Well, I think it was his decision to push sanctions on apartheid because that had global repercussions. I mean, if it were not for Brian Mulroney, both uh, Margaret Thatcher and Ronald Reagan were deadly against sanctions, and you could still be sitting with Nelson Mandela in jail. I mean, if he were... And, and obviously, um, that um, leadership that he showed going against uh, two people who were strong leaders in their own right... But he was able to bring the Commonwealth on board, and I think bringing the Commonwealth on board um, had a bit of a, a ripple effect, which actually caused um, the, the breakup of apartheid. And I think Nelson Mandela recognized that because within a few short months of him being released from Robben Island, and uh, one of his first international visits was to Brian Mulroney. Yeah, I remember that. Speaking with your old friend Warren Kinsella a little earlier today, and we were talking about how politicians fall out of favor. And some of it, Mr. Mr. Mulroney certainly did, two supermajority governments, and then at the end he was down to 12% support in national polling. But but that's that's a function of life in politics, isn't it? You, uh, you have a shelf life for a certain period of time, and yeah. then Warren said people get tired of seeing your face. Well, he had, everybody has a shelf life, and... Uh... My mother used to say that politics is the only job where the more experience you get, the more they want to get rid of you. And that's so true, <laughs> because uh, Mr. Mulroney, after nine years, saw the horizon, and it wasn't a good one, and he moved on. But for sure, I think even in Mr. Kretzian's case, we were beyond uh, 10 years, but we also had the unique situation where the Conservative Party had split off from the reform, which um, which gave us more breathing room. But I think after a decade, people just want you out, even if you could be Jesus Christ and walking on water, and they'd still want to get rid of you. Yeah. What was that old line? 
uh, after Jesus walked on water, somebody reported, Jesus Christ can't swim. Exactly. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. And it is, it is longevity. And it's also exposure. I think uh, one of the things that I think Mr. Kretchen did pretty effectively was he wasn't always the one on the front uh, page. He had a lot of room for his ministers. And they were personalities in their own right, and, and kind of you, you saw the bigger picture. But I think the other thing is it may not be the fault of uh, Prime Minister Trudeau that he's the, the person on the, on the front page all the time, because it, we've also developed, I believe, a media following that's more leader-driven, not so deep in policy, partly because we don't have... Um, if you remember in the olden days, you'd have let's say you'd have an issue coming up, and there's one coming up uh, this week on um, on internet, and what's going to be potentially banned on the internet when it involves uh, trying to entice children or other things. If you had that in the past, you probably have all the major newspapers giving you a two to three page breakout of what the legislation really is, the pros and cons, a very deep dive into the policies. Nowadays, you probably get a a, a Twitter bite, and if you're lucky, um, a, a quarter page in the paper, mm-hmm. and that's it. And I think that makes a difference as well because people aren't as deeply informed on issues. Yeah, you want it. New, you want it in 240 characters or less. Yeah, and and you also want it to change every two days. I mean, Mr. Mulroney's obviously his passing, which is, um, I think going to be on the uh, on the public's mind and he's going to be having a state funeral next week but once he's um, buried and passed and gone well people move on to another issue and they want issues quickly yes they want news quickly and it can't last more than two or three days and they're on to something else so yeah. perhaps because of the internet because of video games the public's attention span and particularly the younger younger Canadians attention span is is not as uh, long as, as it used to be. So you have to do things quickly and they have to be jazzy and they have to be sexy or otherwise they're not going to get any attention. Yeah. Sheila, thanks so much. Really appreciate you taking the time. Well, thanks for calling me, Roy. And, uh, and you know, condolences to Mila and the, and the kids. They, they were, uh, they're a strong family and I know they'll get beyond this, but it's a huge loss yeah. to everybody. If you want to hear more, Subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.